Good morning, friends, and welcome. Welcome to worship as beloved people of God on this third Sunday of Easter. The Easter season is a week of weeks, seven Sundays. And today we remember how the risen Christ appeared to the disciples, showed them his wounds, ate with them, and then sent them on a mission. I'm Pastor Mark Hall from United Lutheran Church in Prairie Farm. And we welcome all who join us today at our drive-in radio service, as well as those who join us by Facebook Live, by phone-in, and by streaming. We celebrate Holy Communion today, and all those who drive into the church parking lot for worship will have prepackaged communion elements brought to their car. For those who are worshiping from home who would like to commune, you are invited to prepare your own communion elements, bread or cracker, wine or juice, at home before the communion liturgy. Following the words of institution and the Lord's Prayer, I will invite worshipers to commune. Please note that our United Lutheran Church Council has made a decision to reopen the church for in-person worship beginning on Sunday, May 2nd. Because COVID-19 continues to be active among us, the council will have protective precautions in place with gathering modifications for the in-person worship in church beginning on this first Sunday in May. Gathering modifications will be published and communicated to the congregation prior to May 2nd. Please know also that even though the church will reopen in May, all of our electronic formats for worship will continue, including Facebook Live, radio drive-in, phone-in, and streaming. On this third Sunday of Easter, we are met by the risen Christ who opens our minds to understand the scriptures and then sends us to live the good news in our lives. When we receive Holy Communion, Christ gives us this new life in the meal. And when we listen and tend to Christ's word in Holy Scripture, we receive Christ himself in the living word. In word and sacrament, we meet the author of life. And we are given forgiveness, restored as children of God, and sent with words of gracious witness and forgiveness to others. I invite you now to join in confessing your sin and hearing the promise of God's forgiveness following the invocation. We gather in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and of one another. Gracious God, have mercy on us. We confess that we have turned from you and given ourselves into the power of sin. We are truly sorry and humbly repent. In your compassion, forgive us our sins, known and unknown, things done and things we have failed to do. Turn us again to you and uphold us by your spirit so that we may live and serve you in newness of life through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. God, who is rich in mercy, loved us even when we were dead in sin and made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. 
In the name of Jesus Christ, your sins are forgiven. Almighty God, strengthen you with power through the Holy Spirit that Christ may live in you. Amen. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Our psalm for today comes from Psalm number 4. Answer me when I call, O God, defender of my cause. You set me free when I am in distress. Have mercy on me and hear my prayer. You mortals, how long will you dishonor my glory? How long will you love illusions and seek after lies? Know that the Lord does wonders for the faithful. The Lord will hear me when I call. Tremble then and do not sin. Speak to your heart in silence upon your bed. Offer the appointed sacrifices and put your trust in the Lord. Many are saying, who will show us any good? Let the light of your face shine upon us, O Lord. You have put gladness in my heart, more than when grain and wine abound. In peace I lie down and sleep. For you alone, O Lord, make me rest secure. Let us pray. Holy and righteous God, you are the author of life and you adopt us to be your children. Fill us with your words of life that we may live as witnesses to the resurrection of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Our first reading from the book of Acts. This reading refers to the healing of a man who was unable to walk. Peter addressed the people. You Israelites, why do you wonder at this? Or why do you stare at us as though by our own power or piety we had made him walk? The God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, the God of our ancestors has glorified his servant Jesus whom you handed over and rejected in the presence of Pilate, though he had decided to release him. But you rejected the Holy and Righteous One and asked to have a murderer given to you. And you killed the author of life whom God raised from the dead. To this we are witnesses. And by faith in his name, his name itself has made this man strong, whom you see and know, and the faith that is through Jesus has given him this perfect health in the presence of all of you. And now, friends, I know that you acted in ignorance, as did also your rulers. In this way, God fulfilled what he had foretold through all the prophets, that his Messiah would suffer. Repent, therefore, and turn to God, so that your sins may be wiped out. Here ends the reading. Our second reading from 1 John. See what love the Father has given us that we should be called children of God, and that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know him. Beloved, we are God's children now. What we will be has not yet been revealed. What we do know is this. When he is revealed, we will be like him, 
for we will see him as he is. And all who have this hope in him purify themselves just as he is pure. Everyone who commits sin is guilty of lawlessness. Sin is lawlessness. You know that he was revealed to take away sins, and in him there is no sin. No one who abides in him sins. No one who sins has either seen him or know him. Little children, let no one deceive you. Everyone who does what is right is righteous, just as he is righteous. Here ends the reading. In our gospel for today, from Luke, the 24th chapter. Jesus himself stood among the disciples and said to them, Peace be with you. They were startled and terrified and thought they were seeing a ghost. He said to them, Why are you frightened? And why do doubts arise in your hearts? Look at my hands and my feet. See, it is I myself. Touch me and see. For a ghost does not have flesh and bones as you see that I have. And when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. While in their joy they were disbelieving and still wondering, he said to them, Have you anything here to eat? He gave them a piece they gave him a piece of broiled fish, and he took it and ate it in their presence. Then he said to them, These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures, and he said to them, Thus it is written, the Messiah is to suffer and to rise from the dead on the third day, and that repentance and forgiveness of sins is to be proclaimed in his name to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. This is the gospel of the Lord. As we gather on this third Sunday of Easter, we hear the gospel reading which is set on that Sunday evening of the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. The disciples were together, and Jesus himself stood among them and said, Peace be with you. The disciples were startled by his presence, and they were frightened. And Jesus said, Why are you frightened, and why do doubts arise in your hearts? Look at my hands and feet. See, it is I myself. Touch me and see. Jesus urged the disciples to touch his hands and feet, the very hands and feet that had been so brutally abused in the crucifixion, nails piercing those hands and feet. Jesus urged his disciples to touch his wounded hands and feet because this is the way their teacher and Lord is their Savior, and it is the way that Jesus is our Savior too. Through real suffering love, this is the way Jesus makes himself known to us and to the world. A world trapped in darkness, death, and despair. The question that seems to jump out after Jesus urges the disciples to touch his hands and feet is this question, at least for me. Who can touch Jesus? To whom does Jesus offer himself to be touched? 
Who can touch Jesus? Is there any human being who is not included in this invitation? It reminds me of what I read recently about American physician Dr. Paul Brand, who worked with lepers in a town of Belor, India. He worked there in an isolated colony for people with this dreaded disease who were shut off and quarantined from other people in the rest of the area community and the outside world. One day, the doctor was asked to speak at the colony worship service, and he looked at all the leprosy patients assembled there, and he found himself looking at their hands. Many of them had what was known as claw hands, which afflict people with leprosy. One of them had no fingers. Some were just twisted, deformed stumps where their hands had once been. Many of them sat on their hands or hid them from view, ashamed of their appearance. Dr. Brand spoke saying, I am a hand surgeon. So when I first meet people, I can't help but look at their hands. I can tell what trade you are in by the position of your calluses and the condition of your nails. I can tell you something about your life just by looking at your hands. He paused and then said, I've often wondered what it would have been like to meet Jesus and study his hands. There were the hands of Jesus the carpenter, rough and bruised, There were the hands of Jesus, the healer, sensitive, compassionate. There were his crucified hands. I know what would have happened to the nerves and tendons. His healing hands became crippled, gnarled, twisted, twisted shut on the cross. Finally, there were his resurrected hands. When Jesus was raised from the dead, he still had the marks of his earthly wounds, and he showed them to his disciples. The effect of this message from the doctor on this group of lepers was obvious. Christ had crippled, claw-like hands just like theirs. And Christ showed those hands to his disciples when he was raised. And he invited them to touch his gnarled, scarred hands. As the doctor finished speaking, the room full of lepers began pulling hands out of their pockets and from under themselves. They saw and recognized the risen Lord Jesus Christ among them. And so it is that Jesus, the resurrection and the life, meets us in the flesh and blood of our lives, right where we are experiencing brokenness and suffering, right in our pain and loss, right where we are weak or fall short. Jesus meets us and invites us, urges us, touch me and see. I have come that you might be restored, forgiven, made whole, set free. Just like the disciples, Jesus sends 
all who experience his love to proclaim and tell of his saving grace to others. Jesus says, now you are my witnesses. That group of disciples, as Jesus observed when he entered the room where they were gathered, they were frightened. They were doubting. Their own human brokenness obvious. Nonetheless, they were chosen by Jesus to be his beloved ones and his witnesses. And we also have been made part of that beloved community. Thomas Merton described the love of Jesus that identifies us. As long as we are on this earth, the love that unites us will bring us suffering by our very contact with one another. Because this love is the resetting of a body of broken bones. Jesus continues to call us into his beloved community. And that community is a true community through suffering love, through the resetting of a body of broken bones. We are the body of Christ. In our flesh and bones, then, we bear one another's burdens. And then that way we fulfill the law of Christ, which is the law of love. I was so struck by the example of suffering love by Ella Deloria, described from a Sioux Native American community, as they came together to sentence a young murderer from their community. Carefully considering the wisdom of the community, knowing they could lock up this young man for the rest of his life, or even seek capital punishment for his crime, they instead chose a different sentence. The young murderer would become a part of the family that had lost their son at his hands. An elder from the community read the sentence to the murderer in the presence of the community. Live now with these your new relatives, for they have chosen to take you to themselves in place of the one who is not here. It is their heart's wish that henceforth you shall be one with them, one of them. You shall go out and come in without fear. Be confident that their love and compassion, which were his, are now yours always. Ella Deloria reflected on this spoken sentence, saying, The young murderer had been trapped now by loving kinship, and you can be sure he made an even better relative than many related by blood, because he had been bought at such a price. So it is in our lives. How do you pay for the cost of our forgiveness? Our experience of sin involves the tearing of relationships with God and with others, a breaking of the heart, a burden. Thomas Merton again, as long as we are on this earth, 
the love that unites us will bring us suffering by our very contact with one another because this love is the resetting of a body of broken bones. Jesus said, look at my hands and my feet. See, it is I myself. Touch me and see. Then go and live to tell and show others by your lives what it means to live as a beloved community of Jesus. Amen. I invite you to affirm your faith now in the words of the Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let us pray now for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus, for all people according to their needs. O God, in the midst of this Easter time, we celebrate Christ's resurrection with joy and wonder. And as we encounter Christ in the word of God in sacrament today, and hear and taste your forgiveness and love for us, Send us to show forth this same forgiveness and love toward others in our lives. In the name of Christ, may we embody this life-changing message in all of our relationships. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Strengthen the ministry of United Lutheran Church in our witness to the crucified and risen Lord Jesus Christ. Guide our call committee as we seek to discern who you are calling to be the next pastor for our congregation. Help us to listen to your leading. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God, our healer and refuge, we pray for all who suffer from gun violence, especially in the community of Indianapolis, Indiana, Minneapolis, Minnesota, and all other places where gun violence has wounded and broken the relationships of people. Comfort the mourners, embrace the traumatized and fearful. With your spirit's power, work through us to change what is broken in our world. Use us as agents of restoration and renewed community that all people might live in harmony. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. And we pray for those who suffer from racial injustice, Bless us and our country, all of our elected leaders, with wisdom to lead in the way of justice and peace, seeking what is good and right and true for all people. Lord, in your mercy, prayer. For those who experience persecution for their faith, those who are oppressed, those who are victims, for all who have had to flee their homelands, for immigrants at our border, 
We pray for protection, for new opportunities, for resettlement and new beginnings. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. For the lonely, the anxious, the, dis the poor, the hungry, the homeless, the jobless, that they may experience relief and restoration. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. And come to our aid, O God, as COVID-19 continues to spread. All those who are sick, protect families and friends from being infected. Support health care workers. Give continuing success to distribution of vaccines. And we pray for all who suffer at this day and ask for your healing presence with those from our community. Colleen, Lucille, Terry, Brett, Ruth, Leroy, Larry, Perry, Sally, Adele, John, and Croy. Grant them your healing grace. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Risen Lord Jesus, you went ahead of us into the grave. You defeated the powers of sin and death and the evil one. We remember those who have died, especially those most dear to us, who we name in our hearts before you. Inspire us to live our lives in resurrection. And of that day, we will be reunited with those who have gone before us. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Into your hands now, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy, through your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. We give thanks today for all of God's gifts in our lives, for forgiveness, new life, the promise of everlasting life. Thank you for the gifts that you shared with United Lutheran Church for the ministry and mission of this congregation that the hope we have in Christ might be known to others. God bless you and your stewardship of all the gifts God has entrusted to you. Let us pray. Holy God, gracious and merciful, you bring forth food from the earth and nourish your hunger in any way that all may know your care and prepare us now to feast on the bread of life Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread. He broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. Again, after supper, he took the cup. We had given thanks to give it for all to drink, saying, This cup is a new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. We join now in praying together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. The body of Christ given for you, the blood of Christ shed for you. You may commune now.
the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ strengthen you and keep you in his grace. Amen. We give you thanks, Almighty God. You have refreshed us through the healing power of this gift of life. In your mercy, strengthen us through this gift in faith toward you and in fervent love toward one another. For the sake of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. Lord, look upon you with favor and give you peace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Christ is with you. Thanks be to God.